Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hey, Beverly, how's it going? It's going great, Jenny. How are you? I am awesome. I am really, really enjoying being unemployed. There's a lot of benefit to just getting to sit around and do whatever I want. Um, But I am missing chatting. So fair warning, I can't promise I'll be short-winded tonight. Okay. Okay. As opposed to usual. (laughs) I know, right? It's going to be a marked difference. (laughs) You're going to come out of your shell tonight. That's exactly my plan is to be shell free. It's going to be good. Well, um, what have you made? Okay. So if you follow my Instagram, you've probably already noticed what I've been binging. I've been binging the style arc hope dress again, only I'm not making it as a dress. I've decided to, instead of cutting the front pieces on the fold, I'm cutting them as mirrored pieces and making hope jackets. And I have made mid-calf duster length out of um, linens. And I've made an above the knee length out of a linen to go with dresses with little ties at the top part, just the bodice portion, three ties, neck, waist, and halfway between. And most recently, I've started playing with this jacket as just the bodice pieces, no add-on skirt to it and doing a separating zipper down the front. So the one I completed today is a double-faced cotton pre-quilted fabric. So it's got the two layers of cotton and some batting in between, but someone else went to the effort of quilting it by machine. And uh, I ran out of fabric <laughs> before I before the sleeves were long enough. So I went ahead and pre-washed some flannel and added it um, to lengthen the sleeves to the length that I needed them to be. And I did that in a contrast color, which I also used to bind the waist of, um, of the garment. So I'm really excited by it. And I have at least two more of those in the works. I have a, a blue fun fur that I'm going to do. And that one I'm going to use, um, blue ribbing to do the wrist, the waist and the neckband, I believe. So it'll be like a, um, what do you call those? A jogger jacket type oh, thing? Oh yeah, uh, right. Sweatshirt. Like that. And yeah, like that, a zipping sweatshirt. And then the other one I'm going to do in a lightweight black denim. Mm-hmm. And um, that one I plan to have the separating zipper end at just the waist, but I'm going to add like a two inch, very ruffled ruffle around the bottom the mm. whole way around because I think that'd be cute. And I'm going to taper the sleeves so I can add a ruffle at the wrist as well. Wow. So I've I've got a plan. (laughs) Yeah. So are you tagging all these with your hope springs eternal thing that you did before? I am. Oh man, you're the winner on that one. You must be. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I'm also, uh, of course, using the style arc hope tag, which is essay hope woven dress but I've also started using SA Hope Dress Hack, which I seem to be the only one using, but it it seemed to me like it was reasonable for what I'm making here. Um, I like it very much. Now, of those items that I described, um, 
I have used fabric from fabricsstore.com. I have used fabric from Core Fabrics. And I have used fabric from um, from so a core local fabric shop is a uh, closet course. Closet course. It is. Yeah. Okay. It is. And I've also used fabric from a shop called Foam and Fabric Outlet that we have locally. Nice. Um, so I've I've been using smaller company fabrics now. The flannel I use to extend the sleeves is almost certainly a Joanne Fabrics one because that's where I bought most of my flannel. Um, but that's that's pretty good that's there. Stash though, and, right? Yeah, stash. And in addition, I have also done um, two self-drafted front zip skirts. One's a mini skirt out of a knit fabric where I used three-inch wide elastic and um, zigzagged over the elastic repeatedly to attach it all the way around and then had a... um, a separating zipper up the front and that one's a mini skirt length it won't be appropriate for the office but it's really cute and it's out of that covid covid bird fabric that i purchased from hello friend fabrics so that's another small store and i also made a matching top for that that's part of something that'll be released in february so folks will get to see that then and i made a self-drafted pleated skirt out of black and white wide stripe twill that is like a canvas weight almost twill from warp and weft textiles nice wow So i'm doing pretty good on some of those small businesses and i've got um i've got coming up um some additional orders that should be arriving uh sometime soon as well from those guys uh from stores like that so i know i've got some more fabric coming from So So English. This is fabric I'm going to use to make bed sheets for my bed. And then I've got um, some fabric coming from Blackbird as well. I've got some uh, a sweater knit and some rayon slub fabric from there coming. And then uh, and then I've got an order from Fabric.com, which definitely doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've got coming up right now. So I'm really excited. I feel like. I've had a a good time finding places to order from in addition to uh, really having some fun with what I've made. I've enjoyed self-drafting some skirts with zips. I cannot believe I've installed like four or five zippers in the last week. What is going on? Um, And I have more zippered garments planned. So someone save me, stop me soon. (laughs) But it is kind of fun to be doing. But none of them are invisible zips. Not even kind of invisible. They're yeah. definitely meant to be out loud and proud. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty excited by it. I don't believe I've really made much else. I did uh, end up the quilt that I was doing out of the Warp and Weft Long Staple Cotton Fat Quarter Pack, which is backed by an iCat fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to hand quilt that one. You know, I had some rainbow cotton machine quilting thread fall into my shopping cart somewhere. And so I ended up machine quilting that one. It was a lot faster. I was really excited to do it. And it gave me something to do today while I was sort of talking through some concerns about an interview I have coming up. <laughs> so, so Were you talking through this to yourself? Um, I mean, mostly, but there were people watching on Instagram Live. So. Oh, you were... <laughs> It was. So my theory is I'm now home. I have no one to speak to. And my job previously, 
I was coordinating activities across an entire company. And so I spent a lot of my day traveling through the building. I walked three miles a day just at the office, just talking to people about different things. And I think that it's built up in my body over 12 years, a mandatory requirement of making sure I get out at least, say, five or 10,000 words a day. And working, uh, working on sewing by myself in my house I'm not getting to talk that much. So I've decided that the fine people of Instagram will be the uh, lucky recipients of random blabbering by me over the course of the days that are remaining to my unemployment. Well, I also have a suggestion for that, by the way, because I'm actually uh, an introverted person that um, enjoys just talking to myself. Um, but I have a recommendation for you, which is, uh, Sarah Mee's so, so live YouTube channel, because what she does on there is she makes a whole dress or whatever. And it's like three hours long. Sarah Mee, who was our guest a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just talked to Sarah Mee while I'm sewing. And, you know, I just kind of talk and do my thing. That's an idea. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I have considered watching some YouTube videos and I could definitely get into talking back to the screen. So, yes, yes. So, yeah, that's just my. (sighs) And so that's I mean, that's most of what I've done. Okay. How about you? I bet you've sewn some. I've sewn a little bit. Yes. So. I made myself another pair of jogger pants and I made the true bias Hudson pants. Uh, They now come in two size bands. They they have separate websites. So I've linked both on the, in the show notes and I like them. So I've actually, I kind of made them, I made some over Christmas time uh, in a sweatshirt material and they're a little bit short for me. And then I made my mom a pair. My mom's about my size when it comes to pants. And so I tried them on, I got the pattern all worked out. And so now I have that pattern that works for me too. And I used the, uh, style maker French Terry that I told you about the really nice black French Terry. And I used it for everything. I used it. There's some trim on the sides for the waistband, the cuffs, everything. And it's a, this French Terry has 40% stretch. So plenty of stretch in there. So I made the higher waist version from a tutorial um, that I found on their website. It's a very good tutorial to show you how to make a higher waist version of it. And I added two inches to the length. Um, because it, I don't even think they're supposed to go all the way down, but also I'm kind of tall. So I did that. And this time I left the tie out the waist, there's a drawstring. And what I realized is so long as the elastic is how I need it, I've got the elastic, right. Which I figured out the length of elastic I need for elastic waist pants. And, um, then I just leave it when I have the tie there, I just leave it tight anyway. So I didn't bother with that. That's so good. I like they're, it. They're really nice. And I really love that, um, that French Terry that they have, and I'm definitely going to buy some more before it's all gone. Now the so next I got up and stepped away okay. because you mentioned French Terry from style maker and I had just received some French Terry I ordered and I couldn't remember who from, and it's not style maker. I got mine from beetle and Fred. Okay. Which is a company I'd never heard of that is located in New York. But that was recommended when I did my post a few weeks back about who are your local fabric stores you'd recommend you buy from. 
And I really do like the French terry now that it's come in. It is sort of a medium weight. It's really nice and soft, but not as stretchy as 40%. It's a much lower stretch okay. stretch amount. But it's uh, but it's nice and soft. The loops on the back are short. They're not mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> I like the and short so, one. I don't like the wild fridge terry. Yeah. I tend to prefer the short, although I, I have sometimes liked the wild, but this is nice and short. Anyway, I just somehow thought maybe I'd ordered from Style Maker already, but I have not. This is Beetle and Fred. Well, put that in the show notes so that I can, so that the, our listeners can find that as well. So um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was a pattern that I have been waiting for for a while. Um, so how seven has a very popular top pattern, a sweater pattern called the toaster sweater. And they just recently improved their size range and it now goes up to 65 inch hip. The release includes both size bands. When you purchase it, you get both. And if you previously purchased, you can update your pattern for free, which I think is just a generally good policy that every company should do for people um, if they if they purchased what was the maximum at the time and they need a bigger size. So they have the pattern also comes with two versions. One is raglan sleeve and one has regular sleeves. And the raglan sleeve sleeve one has a sort of turtleneck collar that's a separate piece and a band at the bottom. And the version two has a funnel neck that's just kind of folded over self-faced. And it has regular sleeves and side vents. And that's the one I made. And I made that in I made that in a Ponte that I had. It took less than two yards to make this. And um, I made it in a size larger than my, my measurements dictated. I don't remember the exact size, but I chose a size one bigger because I, I mean, I like loose things anyways, but when it comes to things that are warm, like sweaters, I cannot stand something that is fitted on me. Um, so I did that and I really like how it came out. Um, but even it, even if it was a size smaller, I think I would still be okay wearing it, but I really do like this one. So I made it with the Ponte, but I'm, I only did that as a toile. I will, I will wear it though. I, it came out perfectly wearable. Um, but I'm going to make it using that French Terry. I think that is awesome. Yeah. That seems like a lot of fun. French Terry is one that for whatever reason, I'd never really thought of as being a thing long time. And now that I've rediscovered it, I'm so excited. (laughs) You know, just weird that I I hadn't really thought of it for ages. I had made a few Um, things with it for um, a ways back and had purchased some that was just not very good quality. And I was very disappointed in it. And then but when you get good quality French terry, it is lovely and so nice to sew with. I I agree. And it's become uh, basically the, the front runner for my favorite knit fabric. I've always ah. gone for a 280 to 300 grams per square meter uh, cotton lycra. And French terry in a heavier weight particularly is now my my new go-to, what I, what I look for on websites. Um, and uh, yeah. So it's, it's definitely good. Um, the list of local, globally local fabric stores 
that I had put together, we will um, obviously link to from our show notes and we'll also add it to our link tree that's in our profile. Great. Great. That's good. Now that Jenny has the passwords for the link. Tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The next things that I have to make, I still have that Gossamer on deck. Um, that's, that's already been printed out. The pattern is here. And I have just gotten into, I saw that LB Textiles, which is an Australian pattern company that we recently talked about that they're increasing lots of their size range, even in men's patterns. Um, they are in Australia and I guess it's today for them, t- tomorrow for us. Um, but there, th- any patterns that they sell for January 26th, they are donating to an Aboriginal um, group because there's controversy in Australia about the Australia day. Um, I'm not an expert on this, but I do know that, um, they're sent giving their, their profits for that. So anyways, I went looking on their website because I do like their style and I saw this dress that I hadn't seen before called the page and it is loaded with Pintex, which I had a lot of fun making on the by hand London Marie. Now it's a lot different from the Marie and it might have those complicated ones that you talked about with twin needle, um, which I'll be terrified of, but, um, it's, it's a different style because the tucks go much farther down. And what it ends up being is I think they release them. As far as I can see from the pictures, it looks like the tucks are released. What would be a, a dropped waist level. So it makes it like a kind of like a pleated skirt. I don't know. Have yeah. are you looking at the picture? Is that what you'd say? I am. And I agree. That's, that's what it looks like they've done. Although, um, it's hard to say how far they go down, but it looks like they go down at least a couple inches below the waistline. Yeah. So it looks like it'd be fun. Um, so that's, that sounds good to me. Um, one other thing is that last time I talked about making some undies and asked for some suggestions from listeners and already today's (laughs) the day that our podcast was released and, um, somebody already gave me an idea for undies and that's the apostrophe, my fit undies. So I tell you something about them though. So these undies, if they're interesting because they the pattern takes into consideration stretch and you do not have to have any stretch at all in the fabric. So I guess they would be more like bloomers in that case, like the elastic would bring them in, but you'd kind of have loose around your butt probably so that when you sit down, it won't like rip. Um, but <laughs> also, I don't have a lot of faith in that for my ass. I'll be <laughs> honest. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I could totally rip through the back of non-stretch undies. No troubles. <laughs> well, you can also use stretch, but it's an interesting thing because you have to put in a, I, I, I ordered it and I'm like, wh- I get this PDF and I'm like, where's the pattern? but you have to go to their website and then you put in your measurements and the stretch percentage, and then they spit out you a pattern. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so that's interesting. I've never done anything like that before and I'll report back about it. Um, that feels like it requires a degree of accuracy regarding your stretch that I don't normally associate with myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> it might, maybe there's a range. I don't know. <laughs> it might be a range. It, it, maybe it's like, do you have right. zero to 20%? Do you have 20 to, you know what I mean? Maybe it's like that. Yeah. So, um, That's interesting. 
I hope it's not like you need to know if it's 37% because then I'm, (laughs) but I thought that was, it sounds really interesting. We have some news today and it is Tuesday here. (laughs) So it is. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. I got my taco magazine in the mail, my sewing magazine, and it's really cool. I think I think most of the patterns in this are more more my style than yours because they're more plain and less fitted and less um I don't know that that's necessarily true. There's one thing I think that you would absolutely love in this one. Uh-huh. And it is this dress. I'm going to get it, show you. It's called the Anelma. And it's kind of like the, it reminds me a little bit of the Bellamite in the way that the front of it looks. But then it has these beautiful like the sleeves are gathered with um draw ties that you make from the fabric i don't know it's hard to describe it might be a jumpsuit wait (laughs) but let's see see this picture here it is described as a dress that is loosely fitted maxi with gathered sleeves and so it's got long ribbon strips on the sleeves in the back that are made from scraps left over after the main pieces have been cut so it's a, a low waist garment Yes. So I really like that. Um, I don't think that I'll make it only because I don't think I'd wear it, but um, I think that's one that you'd like. Now these pants, I really like. Um, (laughs) They're called cargo, but they're not cargo pants, which I think is unfortunate, but um, they are very similar to a very popular sewing pattern that we don't talk about because it has so limited sizing, but I think they're a great alternative to that sewing pattern. I like the Mara, M-A-I-R-A, which is um, a midi or maxi length dress that has uh, like elastic sleeves top, yeah, attached on. It reminds me of something from the 70s. It's totally like if you had the right floral fabric, it's um, Mrs. Roper. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I could yeah. totally Roper it up in that dress. Yes. Just, yes. But, so I, I like that one. I think that one's really neat. Um, there are a number of things in here that I thought were were cool. They're not necessarily for me, mm-hmm. but that I, I really like the look of. Um, I also like they have a dress called Isabella which doesn't feel necessarily like it's my style, but I, I do like it. And it appears to be just pieced fabric. Oh, um, yes. To make now, a see, really that, simple, yeah. blocky dress. I like that in the top version for me. I could see me wearing that to yeah. work for sure. Um, it's a very boxy, grown-on-sleeve style shirt. Um, it's actually very similar. It's probably the same designer that did the Liza, which is a three-in-one pattern with a bunch of different variations. It's basically a top, a skirt, and both together make the dress. Right. Um, and that also has that really like grown-on sleeve kind of look to it. Um, and then a, a long skirt with it. So a lot of fun patterns yeah. in there. Um Again, we do have to give the the one disclaimer that you you are going to be tracing them. Yeah, I'm not excited about the tracing. Um, 
I do have a copy of the magazine coming to me. I mentioned somewhere that um, I was interested in a couple of the patterns from it and somebody that, uh, that I've, I've chatted with a few times on Instagram said that it was on its way. So, wow. Um, so yeah, I've got that, <laughs> I've got that one coming and I'm very That's excited great. to see it. That's great. That's great. So that's a fun one. But, you know, Jenny, we came here for a reason, which was to talk about our new theme for February. February, absolutely, the love month. Absolutely. And so we've gone super romantic with our theme. Um, I think everyone will agree universally across the board. We are, we are, well, our theme is hashtag PF bondage. So do so, you think yeah. that the folks are going to make sort of private outfits? I assume we're going to see a lot of really public private outfits, probably <laughs> in leather, some of which probably will have actual sparklers attached to them. But but I think that our purpose here was kind of to be thinking about finding um, as a part of this. So ways to finish seams, for example. Uh, so I think we we may see more beautiful insides of garments than yes. seeing the beautiful outsides of people encased in these garments. Right, right. <laughs> So, um, I think this is really cool because you could do something as simple as because surging is a bound seam, right? It's so, yeah. And when you say you, you don't mean me specifically. No, you can't do that. My serger is about to go into the hospital for some, some TLC. So I am probably going through our PF bondage month without a serger. That's perfect. That's perfect. So, so you will definitely, yeah, give me an opportunity, right? Yes. So when I was looking for some ideas for this, I was really, um, I was really inspired. If you look at the hashtag bound seams, you can see a bunch of different things. Now they're mostly coats. That's mostly jackets. What people do, um, where they, and what we mean by this is where they maybe do either Hong Kong seams or the um, all there's different kinds of bindings um, on the seams. And we're actually going to have someone going to come to us over Zoom and we're going to have an episode with Sheila Kelly, who does beautiful, beautiful bound yeah. seams. We have Absolutely. been talking about this and having her on to do this episode, I think a month in. Yeah, this was this was one where immediately when I think of sewists that I've seen beautiful guts to their garments, yeah. Sheila comes instantly to mind. Such care and commitment to those garments and such a wonderfully prolific sewist, someone yes. who puts both that level of care and commitment to each garment, but also can really move forward, understands how to process their garments so that they yeah. can get the garment moving and through the system relatively quickly. And I love it because first off, I don't feel quite as alone. I often feel really alone in, in the output that I have. Um, and I, I definitely still feel alone in the quality of my innards because Sheila's put mine quite to shame. <laughs> she she really does do a, a beautiful job and she's going to give us a lot of good ideas. And so she's got some techniques and tips that she says she does some, th- some of the things that she does are not sort of the standard ways. So, um, you know, this might be educational since we're having 
someone who might do an educational thing on our show? Heaven forfend. I <laughs> I can't believe we're going to educate people, but to be fair, it won't be us educating them. Oh, so right, that's right, right. Okay. So it's actually going to be useful information. So Jenny, why would somebody want to do this? Why would anybody want to take the time to bind the seams? I mean, part of it is that, first off, it's just a joyous look from the inside. When I made my own jeans, the binding that I chose to use inside my jeans makes me smile every time I pee. So Now, did you use it all of the inside seams or just like the I waistband? So okay. I just did the waistband and the yoke. However, flat felt seams are a way of finding a seam. Yep, and so you do see that obviously inside of the, the jeans as well. So just having that secret thing for you that can be fun or interesting, or you love lions, so you use lion fabric for it or whatever else can be super fun. On a practical basis, um, it does create a level of durability. That's true. That is hard to replicate with a single stitch line. Yes. Yes. So you, you have that gain there as well. I think one of the cool things too, and one thing that I like sometimes is just to slow down with sewing and just make something beautiful and just enjoy myself. Um, and, and, you know, take a little extra time on something. I agree. And with the, it's not quite the same as binding seams, but with the jacket that I made today with the, um, the separating zipper on the front. I had a lot of ways I could have attached that zipper, none of which were as complicated as using a full-on facing. <laughs> and, and the full-on facing makes for a interior to that garment. So when it is unzipped, you you wouldn't look at it and go, oh, you just sort of tack the zipper down by folding it back. And instead, you're going to see a full, in this case, three-inch wide um, facing along the inside front of that jacket which just looks nicer is a, yes. a neater, more intentional look. And yeah. so that, that can also be another reason to do it. One of the things I'm looking forward to is the fact that I don't really enjoy wearing too wild of prints, but I love them. Right. And so I have several right. in my stash and I think that this is the perfect opportunity. I could make a jacket and put that on the inside or even my jeans. I could match my, um, my pocket linings with, um, some, some binding around the waistband and the, and the fly, because that can be kind of, yep. you know, scratchy there. Um, so that'd be kind of fun. And I could use wild things, even just in a, in a plain black dress, I could have, uh, the seams looking kind of interesting on the inside. And a few of the stoists that we've seen enter previous hashtag challenges have uh, used a surged edge, which they use to add interest. So they have their upper and lower looper threads are rainbow variegated thread. Yes. And their, um, their right and left needle threads they use to match to the fabric that they're stitching. Yeah, and so you cool. end up with on the inside of the garment, if you turn your, your little black dress inside out, it's all rainbow surging, but from the outside, you would never know it. And so I think there's a lot of fun there. I actually did that with a pair of jeans. I forgot about that. I had a, a pair of jeans and I just used all rainbow surging on the inside. So it's, it's my Isn't little that fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. So well, the, and I, the best reason. I'm not sure what the best reason would be. You get to use the PF bondage hashtag. Oh. Oh my gosh, of course. Why didn't I think of that? You get to automatically add bondage into your day-to-day -day language. So that's an awful lot of fun as well. 
Um, I, I love this idea. And part of it is because I think I'm going to feel stretched by it. And of course, it's coming at the perfect time for me with my, my poor surgeon needing hospital care anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, nervous to do it. Um, I don't really like using bias tape as much as I feel like I'm going to end up using it, but I love me some good twill tape. And I have a stash of historic 1970s hem tape and ah. lace for hems. The little, the lace that came in the little packages three yards long, little skinny lace that my mom used to hem her pants when I was growing up. You used lace for that? Lace, little, like, yeah. It So it was like this, the width of hem tape, or I'm sorry, by, yeah, twill tape or hem tape, but had a lacy pattern instead of a solid. Huh. I wonder why they did that. Just, just for, I have to be pretty or. I have no idea, but it was at the bottom hems of pants and at the bottom hems of skirts often. Um, When I made my, my first garment with my mother, my pink bubblegum, pink uh, vest and lined skirt, that little lace piece was what we used um, for the hem on that. So anyway, I'm quite excited about some of those possibilities and I will probably use my dreaded zigzag stitch to finish some of my, my seams as well. Ah, do you have some ideas for some patterns that would be good for these techniques? Well, I'm going to throw back immediately to the hope dress as a jacket. Um, It is, as you mentioned, jackets are a common place to put a bound seam and the, the hope dress as a um, raglan jacket is a great place to to go ahead and use binding on your sleeve on your seams or to um, finish the inside of them with uh, twill tape and top stitching on the outside and and things like that so I think that's one good place to start I've certainly on each one that I've made I've flat felled the seams so I've already started by by using that type of a technique on them and I think it looks really nice on it that's cool. There's several jackets that I saw online um, several times that have that people have shown sort of the guts of them. And I've put in the show notes um, Friday Pattern Company's Ilford jacket, um, the Closet Core Sienna Makers jacket, um, and then two that are from Sheila Kelly that are Moon and Broad patterns, the Moon and Broad Belmore jacket and their Shoalhaven jacket. Um, uh, I've linked to her Instagram because she shows the beautiful binding that she did with those. And I, I just think they're, they're really lovely. They are wonderful. I think the Hovia jacket by Megan Nielsen is another really good one for that. And I believe the instructions include um, some hints and tips for those bound type edges as well. So I think that's a, another good go-to pattern for jackets. What have you seen that isn't a jacket? Um, so, you know, I was thinking about before I had my serger, I did a lot of French seams and that counts for this as well. And I, um, this dress that I just made, now I served all the edges. This wool fork dress comes with instructions for self French seaming, which is a simple technique, but it's kind of nice when they're included in the instructions. So you remember to put wrong sides together and then, yeah, and then switch it to the right sides together. Um, 
But I also, another one is the flat felled seams. That's very common in men's shirts. And Mm -hmm. I did that with a couple of patterns that I got from, it was actually one pattern from big four company. And I took this class through craftsy, I think on making a shirt. It was recommended by Alex judge who has a YouTube channel. And I think she listens to our show too. We'll find out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But she recommended this person as, and I'll find that class and I'll link it here. But the person told taught beautifully how to do flat filled seams. And I did the entire shirt with flat filled seams, including down the whole length of the sleeve. And it was lovely. So um, I've mostly done it in, in men's shirts. I also find that if you are looking for a garment to use one of these binding techniques on, if you do a Google search on the name of the pattern designer and the name of the technique you're interested in, there's a very good chance they're going to have a blog post that talks about how to use that technique and which of their garments they recommend it on. One example I found was made by Ray's Emerald Dress. Um, I found that there was a tutorial there for Hong Kong finish seams on that oh, dress. Nice. And so I thought that was a, a really neat little added feature, but I found many, many examples of pattern designers who offered tutorials on bound seams, French seams, Hong Kong seams, flat felled seams. And in those articles included some recommendations on which of their patterns either have instructions for doing it or would be applicable um, to the tutorial that they were providing. So I think that's that's a neat thing to note as well. And I know for flat felt seams, I recently made the Heldon Tash bag by Stocks Patterns, and there were solid instructions in there on how to use those there. And I think bags are another great place that's to a do great place. a lot of these yeah. techniques. And it's a low risk place to do those techniques. Other low risk places to do techniques like this would be to Google instructions on doing a French seamed pocket as an example. And so your entire garment, you may have seamed differently, but pockets are a great place to try a French seam, for example, pocket bags on the inside. So that might be a way to do that as well. Um, And then finally, of course, when you're hemming literally anything, you can use um, bias tape, twill tape, hem tape, things like that in order to bind that seam as you do your hemming. And that can be another low risk way to to add this technique. A faced hem, I would argue, is a bound hem. Yes, that's true. It is. And, and you know, so, yeah. And, and actually I've used, um, hem facings when I've, when I've tried a shirt on that I've made and it's, it's just long enough, like, cause I'm tall and I forget yeah. to add inches and I try it on. I'm like, ah, I can't hem it because it'll be too short, but you can, you can, you know, put a binding on face it, it and then yeah, face it and it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's good to remember um, that those, that automatically adds in some options. And of course the sagebrush top um, uses bias tape to edge the neck um, just as part of the pattern. So right there, that's, that's another one. That's true. Like the pattern. Yeah. Lots of shirts. You can, you can use bias tape for that, that seam there. And, and, and uh, you know, that's a bound seam too. Right. And the, the spirit of the, the spirit of the hashtag in this case really is 
just stretch yourself to try something different in how you finish a garment. Yeah. And um, as always, we will be extraordinarily generous in how we <laughs> interpret this uh, <laughs> yeah. because the goal isn't to leave you feeling stressed or left out. The goal is to give you an opportunity to think about your sewing in a different way while participating for prizes. Yeah. And I don't know, Jenny, should we give them an extra prize if they like they do bound seams on an actual like bondage outfit? I mean, I will a hundred percent promise an extra prize to people who do that. <laughs> um, I, I find honestly, I find a lot of a lot of the garments around that are not, unless you're self-drafting them, there just aren't a lot of patterns that I'm aware of um, for things that you would use in that way that are uh, size competitive or size inclusive, yeah. I guess is what it would I be. guess that would be. So difficult. just a side note on that. Well, so. I forgot to mention, oh my gosh, Jim would kill me. When Jim used to do roller derby, he was James Bondage. That was his roller derby oh. name. That's awesome. What That's a, great a great name. name. I wasn't aware that he roller derbied. Oh, was he a referee or a... No, he was a... Yeah, so it was a co-ed league. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I uh, I used to support our local league, though I've never been a, a skater myself particularly. No, he's really um, But good. I would go down and, you know, help Before with that. My pandemic. daughter... We used to go roller skating and to see him skate, he he really does... He's, he's awesome. I'm trying to remember what my younger daughter's name was because she was a derby player and I cannot remember it. I know it had Belle in it, but I cannot remember the rest of the name. Anyway, well, awesome. When I come to visit you in February, I look forward to learning more about the fabulous Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you could learn a lot about him if you subscribe to his Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I am unemployed currently, but do look forward to picking up more Patreon subscriptions when I have, I don't know, a job. Or Patreon <laughs> subscribers of our own. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's coming, uh, I guess, about the end of this month. Yeah, absolutely. It should be end of the month or right at the beginning of March. I, I yes. don't know quite what we've got set as our date, but this will be, it's going to be exciting, guys. Yep. Um, so it's been a while since we asked you to rate and review us. So I am going to go ahead and do that. I will say that on Apple podcasts, the most recent review dates back to 2021. And so I'd really like to see one in 2022. <laughs> so if you haven't yet rated and reviewed us, go ahead and do that. Remember all ratings are five stars, but you can be as critical as you'd like to be in the commentary. Um, in addition, we would love to hear from you through our DMs or just continuing to comment on the posts that we make. We really enjoy the dialogue. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. See, see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.